and good morning to you out there. This is the Nasco Moments Radio Show, your favorite talk show on radio which comes your way every Saturday morning. Do you know where your children are at this very moment? Adolescence is a critical stage in one's life. It is the transitional period of physical and psychological development between childhood and maturity. During this period, the body and mind go through many complex changes which are often difficult to deal with. For adolescents in particular, this is the period they become vulnerable to all sorts of vices, including cultism. Cultism has no doubt become a menace in the society. Practice which used to be more prevalent in tertiary institutions and adults has taken its toll on adolescents and secondary school students. It is even more worrisome that female adolescents have joined this unwholesome trend. Statistics indicate that there are about 21 secret cult groups operating in secondary schools. with Delta and Edo states topping the chart of states where teenagers are most vulnerable to secret cult activities. Although several factors have been attributed to this development, what really is it that drives our teenagers into cultism? What is the process of recruitment? What roles can parents play to curtail this trend? And what are some of the possible solutions to cultism? Today on your favorite weekend talk show on radio, Nasco Moments, we shall discuss addressing the scourge of teenage cultism in Nigeria. On the show today as our special guest is Barrister Yakubu Bawa, a legal practitioner with over a decade of experience. He is currently the chairman Nigerian Bar Association Just Branch. I'm Hudungyang, stay tuned. A promise kept. the taste of Nasco cream crackers. Each bite is crispy and so much fun. It's excitingly cool and a delight any day. Nasco cream crackers is the ideal snack at home and office. Nasco cream crackers is best served with tea, coffee and cheese. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco cream crackers, a promise kept. It's crunchy and tasty. Nasco cream, cream, cream crackers, another quality product from Nasco. Paris Power, it's good to have you on the Nasco Moments Radio Show. Indeed, it's my pleasure. Okay, so thank well. you. Let's hear from you what you think cultism is. Well, let me begin by laying a foundation as to the meaning of cultism. One thing that is is popularly called secret cult can be said to be an organization of which people come together to pledge their allegiances under an oath and have a social bond of commitment and dedication for the good of that organization. But what is paramount uh, looking at this definition is for us to understand the word cultism or what is secret cult per se. Uh, the word is traced from a Latin word called cultus. which means to worship or give reverence to a deity. And other writers, sociologists have defined cultism or secret or cult or different perception or from different perspective. And one of the things actually one of the writers that I so much actually appreciate his definition of cult or secret cult to say is two three writers perceive. There is one that is called Azalama Alude and Imhonda in their book And this is their definition about cult. They say cult is an assemblage of people united by certain ideals 
or symbols and whose rites and ceremonies of veneration are unique and shrouded in mysteries with a secrecy that cannot be broken. And one thing that we must understand that this is secret cult is an organization and most of their activities actually they're not being done in the daylight it's either in the midnight or in a place in a dark place and that is for you to know that it's secret it's not something that everyone should know or should witness or should see and that's why it's, it's secret in that context okay can you share with us some of the causes of teenage cultism well, there are, there are several causes of uh, teenage uh, cultism. And uh, one thing that I want to add in the, within the context of this topic is that we, we've defined cultism and we talk about secret cults. But when we talk about a teenage uh, cultism, we're talking about an underage person or an adolescent. In law, we call it a minor, someone that has not attained the age of majority. Uh, in that sense, in fact, when you talk about criminal responsibility, there are instances whereby uh, the law will look at it from different perspectives, which later in the course of the program I will, I will explain that. But one of the causes, or several causes, uh, can be looked at from a different perspective to say one, there is the issue of, of uh, poor parental training or teaching. And, and, and I must tell you, I've, I've been in legal profession for years, and I've interviewed a lot of criminals uh, even in prisons, in fact, maximum spirit, uh, uh, sec security prisons. And there's one thing I've come to understand. Most of these criminals, if you trace their story, it has to do with lack of good home training or parental training or upbringing. It, it starts with that. And some, you find out that if they give you the, their, their criminal record, they will tell you that either they are being brought by a single parent, either it was his mother, or things like that, or they have a bad background that is not actually a good one for them. And that has registered into their psyche and has caused them to go into uh, criminal activities or off actually tangent in terms of being good uh, citizens or good fellows. So that actually is one of the causes. Um, but another one that I've looked at it also has to do with revenge. Now, if you look at what is going on in schools or universities, many people, many cult members, if you ask them, they will tell you that I belong to this secret cult or I'm into this cultism because I feel I need to uh, actually uh, revenge one act or the other that one has actually committed or meted against them. And that has to do with maybe, maybe one assaulted them or someone raped them or some other issue of child abuse. So there's such pain in them that and they want to actually avenge. They, they, they want to really revenge that, that let me belong. And they feel if you don't belong to this kind of uh, society organization, they will not be able to do that. So the first thing they do is to identify with, with secret uh, cults or, or society. Another one has to do with quest for power or social identity. People want to belong to a particular 
uh, cult or uh, organization either for power uh, you find out in universities most of them they they, they, they want to show that they are superiors in terms of trying to look down on others or they want to be on the top that i'm the one in charge so most of them they identify with such groups because they feel they they, they have this quest drive for, for power Another one has to do with poverty. Poverty actually contributes a lot because some people feel, okay, if I belong to the cult, one or the other, there's going to be an economic benefit. And because of that, either some of them are unemployed or they are being, you know, they are passing through a lot of financial challenges, they identify with such uh, cult uh, organizations or group. There's issue of drug abuses there. Then quest for such for protection. Some they feel they are insecure. And the only thing they will identify with a power that is higher than their power. So they want to identify because they want to be saved, they want to be secured. Another cause for has to do with emotional instability. Some actually you find out that they pass through a lot of emotional instability and uh, at times issue of depression is there. They are depressed and they feel the only way they can have that sense of belonging and happiness is that they belong to such uh, organizations. And another one has to do with wealth. Some actually are crazy about wealth and they think if they belong to such cult uh, organization or, or, or groups, they, they'll be able to, to amass wealth. So in a nutshell, and another one which is paramount and so important in our uh, present currently, which is actually, uh, it has been the, the trend, is that most of these cult members are used by politicians to perpetrate their uh, they, are, they are evil. Some of them, you find out the issue, we talk about uh, uh, all these uh, electoral malpractices. They, they, they keep such people, such, such, such youth and also teenagers in order for them to do their bidding. Now, most of these people you have described are those who, for one reason or the other, want to belong to a cult group. So they may present themselves to these uh, cult groups. But what about those who are just recruited by the cult groups? How are young people recruited? into cults okay in, in most cases it has to do with peer pressure and also peer group some the the, 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 the some uh, there, there are some actually at a point uh, some years back i cancelled one or two persons that actually were into cults and i asked them some questions they said uh, it started like in fact the very first day they were initiated into that it wasn't so clear to them that it was a cult group there was a lot like let's go for clubbing or partying or something like that so it advances and progresses okay. before they could realize it they are into another thing entirely different all right yeah. it's the nasco moments radio show thank you for tuning in uh, this is an ongoing conversation join us again right after this away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits, Nasco shortcake biscuits, Nasco cream crackers, Nasco biscuits, cream of biscuits. Marisa Yakububawa, thank you again for coming on the Nasco Moments radio show this morning. Our listener, we're looking at addressing the scourge of teenage cultism in Nigeria. And our guest is the current chairman of the Nigeria Bar Association, Joss Branch, who has been sharing his perspectives 
on this topic. Now, let's come to the law at this point. Do we have laws that deal with criminal activities carried out by adolescents in Nigeria? And if there are, to what extent have they been implemented? Well, let, just trying to, to juxtapose what our topic of discussion, particularly the issue of teenage cultism. Uh, I, I will say this. Let me start with the constitutional provision. Uh, one of the laws actually that prohibits secret uh, society in our country, it's, it's, it's stated in, in section 38, uh, subsection 4. And that law actually clearly states that nothing in this section shall be entitled any person to form or take part in an activity or be a member of a secret society. So when people, particularly teenagers or adolescents, they, 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 they belong or they, they participate in anything that has to do with, with cultism or they belong to secret society, they should also know that it's a violation or infringement of constitutional provision. Mm -hmm. Now, let's come to the laws actually right now uh, on, on the plateau. Recently, we have uh, a law that has uh, came into force, the Administration of Criminal Justice Law, Plateau States, and also we have Plateau State Penal Code. In that penal code, we don't have a law actually that says specifically uh, prohibiting cultism. But we have a law, when you look at section 36, it talks about, it talk about offenses that has to do with unlawful assembly. Because when you talk about secret society, in, in the, within the context of the law, when people like Ayla give definition, where they meet together and also they perform or they do this kind of rituals or, or worship or whatever they do in the name of cultism. It's, 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 uh, it's that assembly is unlawful. So, so, so what the law will look at, it will come under within the confines of the law of this section 64 of the penal code of Plateau State 2017. Mm -hmm. Then there are also laws that actually, if you look at uh, section 30, 68, uh, particularly 63 of the criminal code, it also prohibits issue, issues that has to do with, with, with cultism and, and, and secret society uh, and things like that. But generally, we have young people's law in most of the states of, of, of the Federation. And that law deals with the issue that has to do with adolescents. But recently, even on the plateau, we have child laws, uh, child's right law, which actually has been domesticated. And it deals with all these issues that come where it uh, adolescent, for instance, an adolescent commits a crime, he's not going to be taken to prosecute before a normal law. There's a particular uh, courtroom, rather. There's a particular courtroom which he should be actually arraigned and for the purpose of that prosecution, uh, even as he faces the wrath of the law at the end of the day. But one, um, one thing that I'm so much interested in is just the question you raised as to the issue of implementation. I also, I always say it on different platforms that in Nigeria, we have a lot of laws that are enough and they are so robust that can change and transform lives. But the problem with implementation, when it comes to implementation of laws, Nigeria, we are very weak. And uh, to that extent, I would say that when we're dealing with issues that has to do with adolescent crime, criminal activities, we need to look at our laws. Uh, there are laws that actually we must look at to implement. For instance, other states have gone ahead of Plateau State, like in Cross River State, in Bielsa State. They implemented laws that has to do with prohibition of cult 
nepotism or secret calls in educational and tertiary institutions. We don't have such laws on the plateau. But are there also other laws that can as well deal with all these issues? But we have to really step up in terms of implementation. Okay. Uh, maybe we seem we don't seem to think we have enough of those problems, but uh, maybe we should increase the advocacy so that we have specific laws Certainly. in place. Um, in what ways is teenage cultism a drawback to an individual and then to society as a whole? Well, the the effect, or to that extent, I would say, is that it's really a bad one. For instance, I always tell youth that the future of Nigeria lies in, in the youth of this country. If the chunk of our teaming youth would understand what it means to change this country, certainly will we'll bring a national transformation. Now, where you have a youth or adolescent that is expected to grow and to become a better citizen, and he has just reduced himself or has involved himself in this kind of unwholesome behavioral activities, then is depriving us as a nation of his contribution meaningfully to, uh, in terms of contributing his quarter to the development of this nation and also to the country at large. So to that, ex to that extent, I would say that it's not only to him, he, he, he's created to be a better citizen, but he indulged himself in criminal activities that are unwholesome. Certainly, uh, he will not become. He end up becoming a menace in the society. These are people that end up becoming criminals. The, the issue of, 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 of kidnapping today, insecurity that we're grappling with, it, it, it can be traced to such people that have refused to be better citizens and they have engaged themselves into criminal activities. At the end of the day, they, they create insecurity. Okay. This is the Nasco Moments radio show. Thank you for being here. The show is not over yet. We'll continue after this. Nasco Cube Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube. Mmm. Nasco Cube Sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco Cube. Nasco Cube Sugar, another quality product from Nasco. You're still on to the Nasco Moment Show on radio. We are examining addressing the scourge of teenage cultism in Nigeria with our guest, Barrister Yakububawa, a legal practitioner with over a decade's experience. He is currently the chairman of Nigeria Bar Association, Just Branch, and he has been giving us insights on this topic. Can you tell us some practical steps now uh, towards guarding against teenage cultism? Okay, for instance, let me tell you, if you look at the issue of cultism in Nigeria, looking at the history, this cultism started in our tertiary institutions, particularly universities. Now, if you ask questions, most of them, if you ask them questions, they will tell you that it has to do with, in fact, not at that time, it wasn't the issue of, of wealth or at that time poverty that drew most of them into it. It has to do with quest for power and social identity. And some of them actually has to do with revenge. There were, if you meet a lecturer that is a sadist, a 
and people feel they are being actually uh, this this lecturer has really caused them pain and they think the only way they can they can look at it and also deal with him decisively is to belong to a cult group whether they can face him to deal and to actually make sure that they also revenge what he has done to them now one of the things i'm trying to say the way practical steps we need to from the universities really create an enabling environment when it comes to learning i will also know the kind of lecturers that we recruit because there are a lot of them they don't have the calling to be lecturers they are just there to to inflict pain and trouble to a lot of people are just do there for their pay so it has to do with that if you're talking about now uh, particularly teenagers uh, not teenagers students per se it has to do with the the our educational system then another issue that we need to look at we have to look at the issue deal with the issue of unemployment most of them that are they, 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 they indulge into these criminal activities they have nothing doing and 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 they feel the only way they can't actually deal with that issue is to belong to a particular cult organization or group. What about people as young as uh, those in secondary schools? How do we deal with that issue? Okay, like a secondary school, I would say that most of the how we deal with that we has to do with we ha we have to look at the issue of of parenting. Parents most pa parents make a lot of mistakes. The school, secondary school, for instance, the school that I send my children is is not the school that will train my children when it comes to upbringing or character. Their own day will look at it from just only few school deals with issue of character. Particularly, maybe if you, you take your children to to Christian schools, but they deal with the academic aspect of it. So when parents, we don't look at the children how what. Are uh, the, the the type of of, of children or a group of or, or, or friends that our actually children make and who do they actually work with? Who do they identify with? These are issues that parents must look into. So there are a lot of areas that we must look at to address this issue. It has to do with 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 parents, parents, uh, parents to look at it. They are teaching, and also we must be very careful to look at it with interest. Are they ever paying attention to meticulous details? Who is the who is that friend that my daughter or my friend say that he's going to their house? Who is he close? We need to check on those things. All right, for those who are involved in. Uh, cultism and wish to quit what remedies are there for them well the, the first thing they need to to pass through uh, a, a rehabilitation program uh, and it deals it starts with counseling like I told you there are a lot of people for instance people that are into drug addiction it, it's not an easy thing to struggle with now the first thing they need to look at with they, they should start with it. counseling is there then make sure that, that they, they, they pass through the issue of rehabilitation. But the problem is that do we have rehab centers in this country? Or for instance, on the plateau. There was one time I heard the governor of Plateau State made a promise that he's going to look at all those issues. So when those children have passed actually uh, through this and they have, they have renounced such activities and I said, oh, then normally we don't pay attention to how can we actually absorb them into a, a larger society? So they will pass through counseling, rehabilitation. It's a process until finally they now surrender and completely they, they now say they are new. You, you know that these are changed individuals. Then you'll be able to say, okay, 
we, we are settled with this and we'll be able to deal with them as normal people. So they're saying we don't have these uh, uh, centers and facilities for rehabilitation. Yeah. What, what is the place of our religious organizations in all of this? Yeah, they do. We have actually, there are churches or, 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 or institutions that we say religious institutions that, that they have. I, I think uh, Catholic Church on the plateau, they have a rehab center. I think they are the first that started this. But the, tr- the, tr- the issue is that these are issues that is not, when, when they come to, to do this, they are is part of their either 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 they look at it from the spiritual aspect to say okay we can also as well since we are on mission to do that but all these issues we're talking about if we have a good government these are things that government should handle but but when they do that it's part of their social responsibilities to also look at it they they are there but you need to know that one of the things that if there are any challenge that our church organizations or religious organization faces to, they face today it has to do with resources now and by the time you're going to have a, a viable a strong uh, a rehab center it entails a, a huge, huge amount of money it's capital intensive so so our churches are there they are doing their best we have some some NGOs which I I know of one that is doing great uh, job when it comes to these issues I know one person that is doing it not only within the plateau outside in the particular Northwest Nigeria he's, he's actually going around but the truth of the matter is that if we're going to deal with this issue decisively and also the uh, with, with with the seriousness it deserves is not to be to be just within for the religious order. government should be involved in this okay what are your parting words on this subject well my, my parting word is uh, in a whole to say that cultism is not good and teenagers shouldn't be part of this they should they should actually desist from it because they should also know that they are the hope of nigeria tomorrow and they are they are created by god even it is the pride of their parent that tomorrow they will be good leaders and good citizens of this country. So they have shown this 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 activity, or they shouldn't be shouldn't be part of cultism because it's terrible and it has no any benefit. Okay, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. It's, it's my pleasure. Okay, thank I'm you. positive that the listeners benefited from listening to this discussion on practical steps towards dealing with and preventing um, cultism. Uh, we have to end the show here. It's the Nasco Moments radio show. I've, I hope you've enjoyed every bit of it. Follow us on facebook.com slash Nasco Group or on Twitter using the handle at Nasco Group. Send your feedback on any aspect of the Nasco Moments radio show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. We have a trivia question for you this week. What is the name of the first secret cult group in Nigeria and in what year was it formed? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 and always write your full name and exact location. On our trivia last week, we asked you to name which East African country witnessed genocide as a result of hate speech and in what year did the genocide take place? The answer is Rwanda in 1994. Congratulations to James Namba from Pushit and Ngoke Ifai from Apata. You will be contacted and told how to claim your NASCO gift baskets. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO Group. It was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department. 
Producer Harun Audu. Research and Content Development Malau Silvanus and Harun Audu. Production Coordinator Solomon Audu, Malau Silvanus and Alex Ruben. I am Hudun Yang. Please shun crime and be a patriotic citizen. <laughs>